Hey there, yours truly podcast listeners. I am here. <laughs> I was about to say I am recording a podcast, but you obviously know that if you were listening to the podcast. So instead I said I am here. Uh, I hope you are doing well. I am obviously over here having a brain fart. This is about the, the third thing that I have recorded this morning. I try to take at least one or two days out of the month to get a little bit ahead on recording, to make some content ahead of time, and oftentimes by the end of these days, my brain feels a little mushy, but it's okay. We're gonna make it through this episode together because we are here. I guess I'll finish that thought that I had a moment ago on episode 112 of the Yours Truly podcast. I realize a lot of the times when I come on to an episode, I kind of dive right into things and I don't even introduce myself. And I guess that's great if we get right down to business, if you're a, a long time listener of the show, but if you're new around here, you might be like, what the heck is this? Who the heck is this girl? What is this podcast about? So if you are new around here, first of all, welcome. I am truly glad that you are here, and that will not be the first pun that you hear if you choose to stick around for longer than this one episode, but my name is Claire Tuning. I am a non-diet registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor, food pun and food humor enthusiast, self-proclaimed queen of all things peanut butter and jelly, and I am really happy that you are hanging out with us here on episode 112 of the podcast. I've been on a pretty decent streak recently of having some really wonderful guests on the show, and I have some more guests lined up in the near future, but I thought it was about time here on episode 112 to just take a moment and actually do something that I haven't done in a while, which is sit down alone with my microphone and talk into the void of nothingness for the next 30 minutes and hope someone listens or finds this helpful. I know a couple weeks ago I did have a solo episode, but that was actually a, a recording that I had done in our Facebook community. So really this is the first time in a long while that I've actually just sat down alone with the microphone and tried not to jumble my words <laughs> too many times. So I typically dive into episodes with a Goal Slayer post of the week, which is typically a featured post from my free private Facebook community, but I'm actually gonna put that on hold for this week. I promise the featured post will be back next week, but I have something else that's really exciting here that I am going to take a little bit of time to introduce before we get into our main topic. But actually, before I even get too ahead of myself there, I did have one update. I don't know if it's much as much of an update as it is a recommendation, but I'm sitting here with my iced coffee, believe it or not, you know, even though I did have a, a brain fart earlier <laughs> a couple minutes ago while recording, I have been caffeinated today and I have had my coffee, but I don't know about you, whenever I try to like branch out and try something new, sometimes it turns out well for me. Um, specifically, like I'm talking about branching out when it comes to like drinks, be it a cocktail, a coffee drink, like sometimes I'm pleased by my decision to, to diverge from the norm, but most of the time I end up feeling pretty disappointed. And the, the drink I'm referring to now is, like I said, 
my iced coffee. I'm a big fan, you know, every week when I go to the grocery store, I roll my little cart over into the, the iced coffee section and I buy a pre-made, pre-brewed version of like a cold brew or an iced coffee. I don't know, in all my years of making coffee at home, I just can't make it taste as good as like, I don't know, the other brands, be it Starbucks or Dunkin' or the million, what's the one with like, the chameleon on it. I think that's a brand. That kind's really good. Anyways, I haven't nailed brewing coffee at home as much as these coffee companies have. Anywho, I decided this week, the um, I think the brand is called Khalifa Farms. They sell almond milk. They sell creamers. It's in like a very uh, interesting bottle. It's like bigger at the bottom and the neck of the bottle is much narrower than the bottom. Kind of looks like a lampshade, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But anyways, they had Khalifa Farms on sale. It was like, buy one, get one free, or maybe it was like two for seven. So I was like, sure, whatever. They were running a little bit low on their stock because of course it was on sale. Everybody's looking for that good deal. So one of the only ones that they had left was like the regular and they had one that was brewed with oat milk. So I was like, I'll get one of each and we'll just see how this goes. I had never tried the one with oat milk before. And you know, to be honest, I haven't really hopped on the oat milk train quite yet. Don't come for me in the reviews or in the comments <laughs> because I'm about to talk down on oat milk, not from a nutritional perspective, but from a taste perspective. Anyways, I get home, I'm like super jazzed to try my new coffee. I'm a little bit nervous because I'm going away from my normal. I'm trying something new, but I have the highest hopes for this Khalifa Farms iced coffee with oat milk. And I pour myself a glass, I get my little, my little metal straw and I take a sip and I hate it. <laughs> I, I know this is probably um, not boding well for any future sponsorships from this brand. Love their other products, but the, the iced coffee with oat milk, there's just like, there's a weird aftertaste. Maybe I'm just not used to the oat milk flavor. Again, don't come for me in the comments and the reviews. Don't DM me talking about oat milk. This is a personal preference. You do what is best for you, but I think I'm gonna stick to my other milks when it comes to coffee because it just like, it doesn't taste as good. I've had the bottle in my fridge now for like a couple of weeks because I don't want to waste it, but I've been like combining it with other brands to hopefully water down or dilute the taste of the oat milk a little bit. So anyways, I don't know why I just went on a five minute rant of iced coffees with oat milk, but I thought you should know. I thought you should be an informed consumer that if you're hearing all this stuff about oat milk and you, you see the Khalifa Farms brand that's brewed with oat milk and your interest is piqued, I thought you should know that 10 out of 10, at least from my perspective, would not recommend. Would definitely recommend their other products. Like they have one that's like a mocha flavor with almond milk, even like their black coffee version is really delicious. Would definitely recommend those, but personal preference to, to not go down the oat milk rabbit hole. Anyways, um, contrary to popular belief, belief, this episode is not just me ranting about oat milk, so <laughs> I guess I will move on now. But Getting back to what I was even saying a couple of minutes ago about how I wanted to share something else with you today instead of our Goal Slayer post of the week. 
So I've been thinking a lot. Uh, if you've you know checked out a calendar recently, you're probably aware that we are rapidly approaching the month of November. In fact, if you're listening to this episode in real time, this is the final episode that will air in October 2020. It's like 2020 can't be over soon enough, but we still have two more months to go. But I don't know about you, but when I think of the month of November, like if this month had a theme, in my eyes at least, I think theme would be gratitude because there is just something about this month that makes me think a lot about what I'm grateful for. And maybe it's the fact that it's the month of Thanksgiving, at least here in the United States. Maybe it's the coziness of the fall season and the approaching holidays that kind of puts me into this attitude of gratitude type of spirit. I don't really know, but I figure why not use this upcoming month on the podcast to express my gratitude for all of you, aka the listeners here of the podcast, whether it's your first time here, whether it's your 112th time here, I am grateful for all of you. So I figured that I am going to host an Attitude of Gratitude giveaway over the month of November. So if you're a returning listener to the show, you've probably heard me talk about my new course, the Intuitive Eating Discovery Course, a couple of times over the last month or so. So as a thank you to all of you listeners, I'm going to be giving away a spot in this course for free, 100% for free, no strings attached. Um, so if you don't know anything about the course, uh, I'll take a couple of moments here to share with you what it's about, and then I will tell you how to enter into the giveaway. So the course is for those who are sick and tired of dieting and having stress around food and eating really rule and control their lives. It's for those who maybe know that yo-yo dieting and fad dieting and feeling out of control around food isn't healthy, nor is it sustainable, but maybe they don't know how to stop or to break that cycle. Or maybe it's for you if you've heard that intuitive eating can help you break the cycle, can help you create a confident and a more easeful relationship with food, but you don't even know what the heck intuitive eating is and you sure don't know how to get started or how to kind of take that first step. So the course as a whole, it is a self-paced, self-guided online course. So you can do it as quickly or take as much time as you need, but it contains eight guided coaching lessons. Each of these lessons are filled with real life tools that can be applied to your life today. As soon as you listen to each module, it's not fluff. I'm not gonna go down the rabbit hole of like, research papers, although, you know, there is science and, you know, cool lessons to be learned here. I really wanted to make this as tactical as possible for you to take, learn, and implement starting now, not six months from now, not a year from now, but today. In addition to those guided coaching lessons, there are downloadable PDF worksheets following each coaching module that contain key takeaways and journal prompts and activities to help you set realistic goals and take action on what you learn in each module. You'll also gain lifelong access to a private Facebook community exclusively for course participants where there's group support from myself, 
and others navigating this journey. We have weekly live Q&A sessions so you get your questions answered. And there's also a ton of bonus content. There's a mindful eating lesson that will teach you how to slow down and connect to your body and rediscover the pleasure and the satisfaction in eating. There's a guest coaching session from licensed professional counselor and body image coach Brianna Campo. She was a previous guest on the podcast, I think somewhere in like the 80s of the episodes, but there's a 45-minute guest training with her and so much more in the bonus content section, but for the sake of trying to keep this brief, I'll stop there. So if you'd like to enter to win a spot in this course, like I said, full free, Here's what you have to do, and I've tried to make this as simple and as non-confusing as possible. So all you have to do to enter is to tap those five stars and leave a review of the podcast here in Apple Podcasts sharing what you enjoy about the show, what you're learning, any feedback that you have to offer. If you don't listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, because I know there are a fair number of you who listen on Spotify or another streaming service that might not allow you to leave a rating and a review. If that is you, you can simply take a screenshot of this episode, of any episode of the podcast and share it on social media. Maybe it's a story that you're gonna put up on Instagram. Maybe it's a Facebook post. Wherever you put that, just be sure to tag me at Claire Tuning so I can be sure to see that you are sharing, you're sharing what you love, and it's kind of your own way of leaving a review if you can't do so on Apple Podcasts. But again, if you're here on Apple Podcasts, I have a call coming through that I must decline. <laughs> but if you're coming through on Apple Podcasts, be sure tap the five stars, leave a review, and that just those two things will enter you into this giveaway. So the giveaway will run from now until the end of November, and our winner will be announced on the episode that will air on Wednesday, December 2nd. So get those reviews in, and best of luck to all who choose to enter. And if you don't want to leave snagging a spot in the course up to chance, up you know, to, to winning this giveaway, you can always visit clairetuning.com slash course to learn more about the course. And if you read that, if you choose to enroll, if you want to get started sooner rather than later, you can always enter the code podcast at checkout for 10% off your enrollment investment. That is my thank you to you for being here, for listening, and for wanting to check out the course and see what it's all about. So again, clairetuning.com slash course and enter the code podcast at check out for 10% off of your enrollment investment. Whew, I need a sip of my Khalifa Farbs oat milk. Not so great coffee after that. Let me see. You know, to be honest, it gets a little better the more you drink it, but I think it's because my ice has watered down my coffee. I'm very much someone who sips on drinks slowly. I can't intake large volumes of liquid quickly. That's never been a strength of mine. So I'm definitely a sipper. But what I would love to talk with you about on the rest of our episode here is a topic that I get a lot of questions about when I open my mouth to talk about intuitive eating. People are always asking me, you know, where does nutrition come into this journey? 
when do I implement gentle nutrition? When do I know if I'm ready? How do I get started? All of these questions. So I'm going to spend the next couple of moments here on this solo episode, hoping that my voice doesn't give out on us because I have a lot to say, but I'm going to spend the rest of this episode talking about gentle nutrition, what it is, how to know when you're ready for it, how to know if you're not ready for it. So hopefully you can come out of this episode with a better understanding of how it fits into the overall process of intuitive eating. So when we're talking about gentle nutrition, I want to just make clear here from the beginning that it is a very individualized conversation. One person's relationship with nutrition or how they implement implement gentle nutrition into their journey is probably going to look a lot different from how another person needs to approach it or things that they have to consider. So this is just my, my standard disclaimer for not only this episode of the podcast, but for all of the episodes of all of the podcasts in general, that this episode is simply for general information and educational purposes only and is not a substitute for individualized nutrition, medical, mental health advice. And by the end of this episode, if you're thinking, wow, I think I could really benefit from working with a professional so they can individualize gentle nutrition to me, I will go through a couple of resources that you can check out at the end of this episode. So I won't leave you hanging. I'll tell you how to get in touch with people on a more one-on-one level, but I just want to be clear that this is a general conversation. But a lot of people, when, again, I talk about intuitive eating and they hear that gentle nutrition is a part of intuitive eating, they really want to jump right into gentle nutrition, right? Like I will get a lot of DMs and even some comments on Instagram and specifically TikTok being like, oh, I started my intuitive eating journey a week ago or a month ago and like, I really just want to feel quote unquote balanced in my eating or I really want to start implementing gentle nutrition into my journey. How can I do that, right? And and it's a very common theme for people who are coming to me with this question to be saying that they've only been working on healing their relationship with food or learning about intuitive eating for a relatively short amount of time compared to how much time they've spent dieting or restricting or just living in diet culture. And I really want to normalize why this happens first and foremost. I think when we hear about intuitive eating and when we realize that nutrition isn't like the center focal point of this journey, I think it can be a little bit off-putting and unsettling sometimes, right? I think oftentimes when we're coming from diet culture or from these plans or programs or coaches that center nutrition or eat this, not that, good food, bad food, when all of these things have been centered in our relationship with food and our quote-unquote health for a really long period of time, again, it's weird and it's off-putting and it's a little unsettling to hear someone like myself or other dietitians or activists in this space say something like, nutrition isn't the only thing that matters, or if your nutrition and your obsession with physical health is coming at the expense of your mental health, then we don't need to start with nutrition. Like, I'm curious for you listening now, if when you first found out about intuitive eating, or maybe if you're still new to this process, did you find it weird or off-putting that nutrition 
wasn't like the focal point, the end all be all of this journey. Because again, I think a lot of the times we hear the word dietitian or nutrition professional, and we just automatically assume because of the way that we've been trained over the years, we assume, oh, they're just gonna give me a meal plan or they're gonna tell me how much to eat, exactly how many calories, the exact macronutrient breakdown, or they're gonna give me a list of good and bad foods. Again, I think it could just be a little bit weird (laughs) that that's not the case when you come over into this process. So if you're newer to this journey and you find yourself sometimes wondering, well, when do I get to talk about nutrition? When can I start focusing on the quote unquote health benefits of food? It's normal for you to be kind of chomping at the bit to do that in the beginning of your journey because I'm willing to bet that everything that you've done related to food and nutrition up until this point has really centered nutrition like from the start of your journey. And this process, if you haven't caught this drift already, is a a little bit different. Side note here, as I'm sitting here recording this, there are children outside of my home screaming very loudly. Um, Sounds like they're just playing. (laughs) Not like an I'm in danger scream, but I apologize if you hear a blood-curdling scream um, behind this recording, that is what's going on. I, I'm, I don't have them in my home, but they're outside doing something. So I, I thought it might be helpful to kind of define what is gentle nutrition and why it is a piece of this journey. It's not the whole part of this journey, but why it's a piece of the journey and what makes gentle nutrition different from some other approaches to nutrition that you might hear a lot about or you might see a lot about in the media now. So the first thing that I will offer is actually the definition that is offered in the book, Intuitive Eating, that is co-authored by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch. This is the 10th principle of 10 in their book, Intuitive Eating. If you're looking for a resource, I'll plug this again at the end, but the fourth edition of this book came out a little bit earlier in in this past summer, summer 2020. So how they define the principle, honor your health through gentle nutrition is make food choices that honor your health and taste buds while making you feel well. Remember that you don't have to eat a perfect diet to be healthy. You will not suddenly get a nutrient deficiency based on one snack, one meal, or one day. It's what you eat consistently over time that matters. Progress, not perfection, is what counts. So now that I've offered that definition, again, that was an exact quote from their book, How They List Out the Principles of Intuitive Eating. But I want to offer a definition that sometimes I will use in conversation with my clients that builds upon the definition that the original IE pros just offered that I read a couple of seconds ago. So I like to share with anyone who I've ever worked with, with my clients, with my course participants, that gentle nutrition is a way of learning about nutrition and how certain foods make us feel so that you can make food decisions that align with how you want to feel, both mentally and physically. It can help to inform our decisions, but it's never meant to make us feel shame or guilt or to chastise us in the name of quote-unquote health. I think something that we can all agree upon, I say all, maybe I'll say most, so I'm not making sweeping generalizations, but 
I think something that most of us can agree upon is a lot of the versions of nutrition that we see being represented in the media or by some health professionals, dare I say even by some dietitians, it's really this version of nutrition that is based in right or wrong or good and bad. It's this very rigid approach to health and eating that oftentimes doesn't consider that we are human beings <laughs> that you know we we have more areas to our health than just our physical health that matters and i find when we center this narrative of nutrition being an eat this not that conversation or you're a bad person if you eat this way or you know you should feel guilty for eating x y and z when we have such a rigid approach to eating and such a focus on our physical health, it can really come at the expense of our overall health, right? I always say to my clients that any approach to health that is coming at the expense of our mental health, our social health, our emotional health really isn't a sustainable or helpful approach to health in the long run. Sure, it might be okay for your physical health. I think there's definitely a line there, but if you can't hang out with your friends anymore, if your mental energy is being consumed by thoughts of food, food rules, then again, I think most of us can agree that's a version of nutrition or approaching quote-unquote healthy living that is not only going to be unsustainable in the long term, but it's probably going to be more damaging than it is helpful. So something that we say a lot in intuitive eating, and I know all of my <laughs> clients who are probably listening to this or my, my past clients might roll their eyes and say, oh, here she goes again when I say something like this, but something we say that it's about eating what we love and what we enjoy with attunement to how we'd like to feel. And this principle, the 10th principle, honor your health through gentle nutrition, is really where we start to dig our heels into this idea of how we'd like to feel. So I'm going to answer a couple of questions here to get us through the rest of this conversation. And I'd like to start off with how do I know when it's time to implement gentle nutrition into my journey? Again, as I said at the beginning of the episode, this is a pretty common question that I will get when people get into this process and they learn nutrition comes at some point. We start to get really curious, like, when can I just go ahead and start focusing on this so I can achieve this state of, you know, balance that I, I feel like has been promised to me as a result of this journey? So my response to this question is pretty simple. You know, honor your health through gentle nutrition is the 10th principle of intuitive eating. Notice how I didn't say it's the first principle, it's the second principle. No, I said it was the 10th of 10. It is the final principle of intuitive eating for a reason. If you jump right into this principle, gentle nutrition, without first working through the other principles, now I won't list them all here, but to kind of jog your memory or if you're not familiar, the first principle of intuitive eating is reject the diet mentality. The other ones focus on relearning and reconnecting to your hunger cues, to your fullness cues, finding satisfaction in what you're eating, um, unconditional permission to eat, respecting your body, joyful movement, right? There is so much 
goodness there kind of sandwiched between the first and the 10th principle that if we skip over all of that, if we're not dedicating any of our attention to unpacking the diet mentality, how we relate to food, how we connect to our bodies in an eating experience, then you're not really going to be in a place where you can view nutrition from a non-diet perspective. So it's really important to first work to heal your relationship with food, mind, body, all the things before diving in to the nutrition side of this journey. So if you haven't really done the work yet to unpack all of those other principles, then it's not really going to be the time to jump into gentle nutrition. Something that I will often ask my clients as they're getting ready to graduate from one-on-one coaching, uh, as I'm just getting their feedback, you know, I love to know from my clients, what did you love? What can I improve upon as a coach to make this experience better for people in the future? But I'll often ask them, you know, how was it to not have nutrition introduced as part of this journey until later in our time together as a team? And the overwhelming majority of people will share with me that in the beginning of this process, it kind of frustrated them. (laughs) They were like, Claire, all I wanted to do was have the list of yes and no foods, or all I wanted you to do was give me a straight answer, like eat this food and not that food. And they share this kind of jokingly because coming into this process, they know that that's not what this is about, but they say like that part of me that was still clinging on to the diet mentality wanted nothing more than to have like a yes and no foods list or for you to tell me all the things about nutrition or how this food works in my body. But then they always follow that up with saying, but I know if we would have done that in our first session, in our second session, even within our first couple of months as a team, they tell me, I know I would have taken nutrition even though you were presenting it in a neutral way, but because I knew myself back then, I know I would have taken it and started using this as a rule against myself because what they didn't have in the beginning of the journey, they didn't have peace with food, right? They were viewing food as a moral issue. They were saying, I'm good for eating this and I'm bad for eating this. They, you know, weren't in a place where they were connecting to their body's cues. They weren't honoring those cues. They were still trapped in the diet mentality about food and body and weight. Um, They weren't in a place where they were, you know, in a respectful spot with their bodies, at least most of the people who I work with in the first stages of this process, we just aren't in a place quite yet where we can take nutrition and use it in a way to help us learn, to help us understand things from a neutral perspective and not turn it into a diet. So I get it though, you know, working through the other principles like one through nine, working through those other principles is really challenging and it's hard and it's sometimes work that can be really scary and unsettling because in those principles, I'm not saying that gentle nutrition can't have its own challenges, but it's really in the principles like one through nine where we're really challenged to unlearn a lot of stuff, right? You know, one that I forgot to talk about earlier was like, 
rejecting the, the, the food police, right? Or challenging the food police, I think is how it's worded in the, the list of the principles. I don't have them up in front of me. But doing all of that stuff, getting to know our bodies, getting to trust our bodies, unlearning the voice of the food police, rejecting the diet mentality. Like if you have been in a challenged relationship with food or dieting or restricting for a, a large part of your life, then it's really hard and it can feel really draining at times to unlearn all of that. And something that I will oftentimes say is what we learn over months and years and sometimes even decades can't really be unlearned in the matter of a session, a month, a couple of months, sometimes even a year. So we really have to have patience and compassion with ourselves throughout the unlearning process. But what I can say as we get more and more into the unlearning process and we start neutralizing food, we start re-recognizing and honoring our our cues and respecting our bodies and the, the unique needs that each of our bodies have, then we inch closer and closer to this space where we can start talking about nutrition, more specifically gentle nutrition from the spot of neutrality, from using it as, you know, a way that we can understand more about our bodies and more about food and use that to help us support our health, both physically and mentally, and not use it as a rule or a shaming or a judgment tool against ourselves. So the second thing that I'm thinking might be helpful, it's kind of what I had planned for this episode, is I'd love to kind of go through a list of you might be ready if (laughs) dot 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 so first before i jump into this list this is not an exhaustive list there are many other ways to tell if you're ready for gentle nutrition again i highly recommend discussing this with your dietitian bonus points if they're intuitive eating trained to kind of get their perspective since they know you since they know your process and your prior relationship with food take this conversation to them and say hey I've done all of these things. Do you think I'm ready now? Um, But if you're not working with a dietitian or another trained health professional, here's just a general list of things that you might be experiencing that might be letting you know, okay, maybe we're getting closer to the time where it can be appropriate to start considering that 10th principle of honor your health through gentle nutrition. So one, you might be ready if you're at a place in your relationship with food where you can view all foods as morally and emotionally equivalent. Again, I said morally and emotionally equivalent. So of course we can understand that there are nutritional differences between foods. We're not saying that an apple and a donut are the same exact foods. I think a toddler could tell you that, that they are different. But we are saying there is no moral value attached or tied to these foods, and they're emotionally equivalent. An example of this is if you can not only say, but you can truly believe, when I eat an apple, I'm not good for eating an apple, I'm just a person eating an apple. And when you're eating a donut, I'm not bad for eating a donut, I'm not breaking any rules, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just a person eating a donut and I can recognize that some days I might want the apple. I might feel that that's more in alignment with my preferences, with my needs for that day. And other days I might want the donut. It's more in alignment with my preferences and my needs for that day when we can recognize that again, food is morally and emotionally equivalent 
and our needs and our preferences are going to change and fluctuate a little bit each day, you might be ready then to move into talking about gentle nutrition. Second one, and maybe you're experiencing one or a combination of all of these, but the second one is you're regularly honoring your body's need for fuel and you're no longer arbitrarily restricting yourself. So you're not withholding a certain food or a certain macronutrient category. You're eating based on your hunger cues, not based on the time on the clock or a, you know, a fasting schedule where you are allowed to eat sometimes and you're not allowed to eat other times. You're recognizing, hey, that's a hunger cue. Hey, that's a fullness cue. I can trust these cues and trust that my body isn't going to lead me astray. Again, I've talked about this in other episodes, but if you're new to intuitive eating and you've been restricting for a really long time, if you've had an eating disorder, if you've been eating in just a very disordered way, you might first have to go through a period of time where you are eating on a little bit more of a structured pattern to ensure that you're eating enough so that one day your cues can restore to adequately reflect the amount of energy that you need. I've covered that more in depth in other episodes and in some of my TikTok videos, and that's definitely something to talk to a provider about because it's very individual. But again, you might be ready to start considering gentle nutrition if you've gone through that period of time, if you're eating enough, if you're eating adequately, if you're having those more regular hunger cues, and you're no longer arbitrarily, again, restricting yourself from certain foods, food groups, or based on the time of day. Next one. Maybe you're at a place where you've made peace with most of your once off-limits foods. So this kind of ties into the last one, but maybe when you first started this journey, maybe as you're recovering from dieting, you can think back to, or maybe this is the case now, in which case that's okay too, but you can think of like the laundry list, dare I say, of the off-limits or the bad foods or the foods where if you went to grab it, that food police voice would be so stinking loud. But now, sure, you might still be working through that process because this isn't linear. We'll have our ups and our downs. But if you feel like you're in a space where you've let the majority of those foods back into your life, you have a more peaceful relationship with them, you're honoring your cravings for those foods. Again, it's not tied to feelings of I'm bad for doing this, I'm good for doing this. You know, foods are morally and emotionally equivalent like we talked about, talked about a couple of moments ago. Then you might be at a place where you can start working through or considering some ideas a little bit more closely uh, in the gentle nutrition category. And last one that I have brainstormed or come up with for at least the purpose of this conversation is maybe now you are in a place where food takes up less of your mental space than it once did and you're no longer obsessing over food all of the time. Earlier in this episode, I was using the word like obsessive and rigid to kind of describe the version of nutrition that we are often presented a lot of times in the media, I think it very much leans in the direction of orthorexia or an, an extreme obsession with eating quote unquote healthy and pure foods and whole foods. So if you're in a space now where again you are eating a, a different variety of foods, you're not obsessing over having to eat a certain way, you have more flexibility, less rigidity, and just 
your mental energy is not so aggressively consumed and controlled by thoughts of what am I going to eat at this time? You know, is there going to be something that I have to eat or restrict or am I going to binge later, right? If just less of your mind is controlled by thoughts of food, right? Food is a part of your life, but it's not the only part of your life that you're focusing on. Then again, you might be at a space where you can start looking to incorporate some ideas and, you know, principles along the lines of gentle nutrition. How long have I been talking? 39 minutes. And I have to say, not to toot my own horn, but I did not stop this recording one time. I hit record and we went with it, my friends. So um, before I run out of water here, because I am about to, I thought it could be helpful to wrap this up with plugging some resources, as I promised I would a little bit earlier, for you to learn more about not only gentle nutrition, but those other principles that I was encouraging you to consider and work through first. Again, I know sometimes it can be a daunting process. It can feel really challenging. There's a lot to unpack. But if you jump right to gentle nutrition without doing the work to sit with the challenges that the other nine principles hold and what they encourage you to consider, then you're really doing yourself a disservice and you're kind of building this journey on a a really shaky, not so sturdy foundation. So first resource that I would recommend, and I think I plugged this earlier, but if you skipped forward, if you forgot, um, number one resource that I recommend, it's fairly accessible. Um, I think they have some versions of it on an audiobook. I don't think the most recent edition is available in audiobook, but you can get the hard copy version of Intuitive Eating by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch. The fourth edition is what you want to look for. That's the one that is most updated. It has the most recent research. They've taken away some stigmatizing language in there. So look for the fourth edition of Intuitive Eating. I think it's like green on the cover, so you can identify it that way. Um, Another resource that you can look for is the Intuitive Eating workbook. Now, I don't believe they they have come out with a workbook edition that matches the fourth edition of the book, but I have recently gone through the workbook myself and some training that I've done, and I loved every moment of it. So if you're looking for uh, similar information that's presented in the book, but kind of in more like action mode style. It's not as like dense as the book is. Um, Definitely look for the workbook and you can also find that wherever the intuitive eating book is sold. I'm I'm hopeful that they would also carry the workbook. Um, Other resource that you can tap into faux free is the the free Facebook community that I host. It's called the Yours Truly Goal Slayers. If you're a longtime listener of the show, you know that I typically feature a post at the start of each podcast episode from our community. I didn't do so today because I wanted to tell you about the fun giveaway, but if you're interested in joining a community of like-minded individuals, it's filled with all my past clients, my current clients, and just anyone in general who wants to learn more about intuitive eating, ask questions, gather community support, um, just from some people who are maybe going through or have gone through some similar struggles or have had some similar questions, you can feel free to join our community. 
visit clairetuning.com slash community. Again, clairetuning.com slash community. Fill out the application there and my team and I will be in touch with letting you in to join us there. And finally, I'm going to take a, take a breath, running out of air here, but we're going to do it. We're going to push through as a team. Um, the intuitive eating discovery course, as I mentioned earlier, I came out with this course almost two months ago now, which is crazy to believe. Um, but the course covers foundational concepts like what is intuitive eating, what makes it different from dieting, how to rediscover and reconnect to your hunger and fullness cues, how to challenge the voice of the food police, and there's bonus content on mindful eating, body image, and more. It's pretty much like laying that firm foundation and working through some of the earlier principles of intuitive eating that we need to get to before diving into gentle nutrition. That can be a really great resource for you if you're looking for something beyond the Facebook community, beyond a book, but it's really feel filled with, you know, coaching lessons, strategies, tools, and tactics that you can take and apply to your life as soon as you listen to the course. No fluff, no stuff that makes no sense, but it's, you know, really actionable material that I'm hopeful you'll find helpful. Um, it's the course that you actually heard me talk about at the beginning of the episode with our Attitude of Gratitude Month giveaway. So be sure to, again, leave a rating and a review of the podcast if you'd like to enter to win. That's if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. If you're not listening on Apple Podcasts, if you listen somewhere else, you can share on social media and just give me a tag so I see it and I can enter you into the giveaway from there. Or of course, like I said at the beginning, if you want to learn more about the course, you don't want to wait for the winner to be announced at the giveaway, you can visit clairetuning.com course, enter the code podcast at checkout for 10% off. But my friends, a whole 45 minutes later, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. This is something that I am super passionate about talking about, you know, not only because I'm a dietitian and I, you know, I've done a lot of training and the, the biochem and the organic chemistry, like I, I love nutrition and nutrition science, but I even more love presenting it in a way that's not so rigid, that's not so scary, and that doesn't center it as like the end all be all of our health. Because yes, it's part of it, but it's not the full story. And I think we really have to address our relationship with food and our bodies before we can have a sustainable and a neutral and dare I say a positive relationship with our nutrition. So again, if you like this episode, if you got anything helpful, any you know, helpful knowledge, nuggets, nuggets of value. It would mean the world to me if you could share this episode. Again, leave a rating and a review, not only to say thank you, but also to enter you into the giveaway. So uh, win-win for everyone there. But I will be back next week. Uh, what is next week? November 4th. Ooh, day after election day. We'll see how that goes, but I will be back next week with another episode with an incredible guest here on the show. But in the meantime, take care of yourself. Thank you for being here and we'll talk soon.